You are Locked On Lakers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Lakers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin. I am joined, I would say, as always, by Harrison Fagan, but that would be dishonest. That would just be Luke Walton telling me that Julius Randle wasn't starting there for a bit or wasn't getting minutes because of matchups or because of stretching the defense and, and all of that. I I I don't want to I don't want to pee on everybody and and claim that it's rain. Uh, but Harrison is with us. Harrison, how you doing? A lot better before that intro, Anthony. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> At least the spa is treating you well. Uh, what did not treat us well tonight was the Lakers' I would say effort. Do do we want do we want to use that word against the Oklahoma City Thunder? Do we want to like say that there was effort given given, or we just want to say like they shared the court with the Oklahoma City Thunder? I think that's a better way to frame how that game went. Let's just say that I have literally not shown up for multiple podcasts this month and this year, I guess, and still probably made more of an impact on the show than the Lakers made on their own basketball game tonight. I'm handling social media, so I'm going to go ahead and and disagree with that. But we are going to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder game, this recent stretch of blowouts, which is something that was kind of promised to the fans and to the people covering the team that they were this team was going to compete night in night out and that this kind of string of blowouts was not going to happen uh narrator voice (laughs) it happened so we're going to talk about that and what that means and then obviously because paul george was playing at staples center in front of his parents sitting front uh up close and personal courtside for to take in all of this good stuff uh, we're going to talk about some of his quotes after and how the game went and whether or not it affects it, it affects the Lakers' chances of, of landing the perennial All-Star. So plenty of good stuff to get to. Let's go ahead and get to the what I think is the biggest story, the, the biggest thing to come out of last night's game is that the Lakers since Lonzo Ball have has gone out and whether or not we want to correlate it to the point of Lonzo Ball is as good at basketball and therefore this team really misses him and this is a reflection on how good he is or if we just want to just say hey the Lakers have gotten their asses kicked six straight games now one of the things that people said night in night out about this team was that wow they just they just compete and they haven't they haven't recently and i have a couple theories about it harrison i'm gonna let you get to your theories about it but before we do make sure you guys are following the show on megaphone slash panoply itunes tune in stitcher today's fast break spotify alexa lakers nation and lakers outsiders harrison is at lakers nation i am at lakers outsiders today's show is brought to you by mybookie.ag 
Uh, more on that in a bit. But let's go ahead and get to your theory on what the hell has gone on the last six games. Yeah, so you said, when you say not competing, I want to kind of detail what that looks like. The Lakers have lost 11 of their last 12. They've lost their last eight games in a row, and the last six, as you alluded to, by double digits. This is not a team that's competing anymore. This is not a team that is going and this is a this is a team that's very down at this point if you I'm sure you watch the press conference and Mm -hmm. I I watched the press conference because I was transcribing it for Lakers Nation and Kuzma talked about multiple times he said he basically said that they like gave up they didn't show effort Brandon Ingram same thing Josh Hart same thing like these guys are the the mood in the locker room I I didn't have to be there to tell that it was bad tonight and it was like it was it was really ugly. This was as down as I've seen them. And this was like not their worst loss of the season. I'd still say that was probably Memphis last week because the Grizzlies wanted to give away that game so bad and the Lakers just couldn't do it. But this is up there. And this is like this whole stretch has easily been the low point of the season. And it's the type of thing that you know, it's it's like you said, it makes you wonder if this team is going to be able to figure it out at any point this season and start to get back to closer to the type of basketball they were playing early on. They won't get back to that because that was never sustainable, but you'd think they'd regress upward from this a little bit. Yeah, I, I, you and I were pretty adamant about the fact that, that you know it started as a top five defense and then it became a top 10 defense. And it's funny that you mentioned that the Lakers have dropped 11 of the last 12. That, to me, was a team that was that was coming down from its ceiling. And then the couple of injuries happened, and it fell off of a cliff. Because those two, those two things compounded on each other. And, it, look, it was cool. It was fun. And I, I think, so we were asked, you and I were both asked by Kyle Newbeck, who covers the Philadelphia 76ers, about what the hell has happened to the defense. Over the last six games, the Lakers are are giving up just under 125 points per game. Now, it's kind of inflated because they they allowed 148 points in two overtimes to the Houston Rockets. But still, it's it's worth mentioning that I think, personally, that one, we saw the Lakers playing at an unsustainable, not just rate in terms of defensive defensive efficiency, but also effort. Just, those guys were playing balls to the wall for every minute that those guys were on the court, and you kind of saw some guys get dinged up as a result of that. And then the other thing is, early on in an NBA season, especially over the la- in this season in particular, because of all of the crazy player movement that took, that took place, you're going to have teams that are trying to figure things out. So you have defenses that have kind of an advantage uh, against other offensive teams. And given how much Luke Walton and the Lakers focused on the defense in the offseason and in the early parts of the season, it would lead one to believe fairly definitively that... <laughs> <laughs> they 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 probably would, as teams figured things out offensively these guys might not be able to keep up the same defensive effectiveness and 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 things have kind of slid from there and and now with Lonzo Ball missing time and his uh and and his backups inability to get the offense in spots where they can be efficient enough and effective enough to not put the defense in a bad spot 
all of these things are compounding to the worst. I, I'm I'm pretty confident in saying that this is the worst this team will look all season. I don't think it will get any worse than this. Uh, but but all of these things have compounded to the worst stretch of the of, of the Lakers season. And I kind of think that's a reason for optimism. And we're and I'm going to give you that my reasoning behind that here in a second. But first, uh, it is the NFL postseason is upon us. And those of you who are trying to make up for a busy holiday season, whether it's gifts or trips or whatever, uh, it's time to get into the action with my bookie. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for payout? Sign up, sign up at mybookie.ag today and get paid fast when you win. MyBookie is your hookup for all your betting needs, all you, and you can even deposit using Bitcoin. If you're depositing using Bitcoin, like one Bitcoin is worth like 20 grand. I think. You're, you're flexing at that point. Yeah. You're, you're, you are a big baller. <laughs> you're, you're doing the, apparently we have an anonymous person who wants to, to peek in on this. <laughs> on this live read <laughs> where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on and if you want to make money betting on bowl on preseason or on postseason nfl games ncaa bowl games uh nba games wherever you got to go to mybookie.ag they're the only site we recommend i trust them if you don't have to if you and but you don't have to take my word for it check them out yourself they have odds on every matchup as well as in-game live betting on all this season's NFL and NCAA bowl games. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use promo code LOLAKERS to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. If you're going to bet, the only place to do so is at MyBookie.ag. So, the... We went into this break talking about how this is the worst the Lakers will probably look all season. At the end of this year, we'll look back on this stretch and we'll say, yep, that was the low point. And the nice thing about low points is that (laughs) there's only one way to go but up. And you have Lonzo Ball on his way back. You have Brooke Lopez already came back tonight, and he looked pretty good, I would say. He came in and, and, and scored a couple quick buckets the entire team looked pretty bad, and that's kind of how things work out with 40-point losses. But the reason I would say there's a reason for optimism around this team right now is I don't think you can really draw anything from the last six games. It, you just it, it makes no sense whatsoever to draw anything from a high point or the low point of a season. You kind of have to just let things play out. And with this team where it currently sits right now, the idea that oh this is woe is me there's no way that the lakers will will convince paul george after tonight to come to los angeles or oh woe is me lebron is watching this and he just got isaiah thomas back and there's no way the lakers will be able to convince lebron to come to los angeles look if those guys were interested in coming to los angeles it had nothing it had very little to nothing to do with what was going on on the Lakers court at, at, at any given moment. It it was what they could do as soon as they show up. Yeah, LeBron is not watching these games and saying, you know, like the Lakers look really bad with Tyler Ennis out there. I, I don't think I want to come play there anymore. Like, you know, 
that that's just not something that's happening. And the the other thing is like it's the old like you just woke up in a gutter covered in your own vomit kind of corollary. Like things can't get worse from here. Like mm-hmm. there's no way the Lakers can get worse after this stretch. Like they're going the schedule is going to lighten up a little bit. They're going to start to look a little bit better. And the other thing is, you know, it, it's like you and I talked about the defensive regression and stuff like that. But the reason that we shouldn't have expected their record to stay so good. Like they started out five and five. Everybody was like, Oh, check out the Lakers. They're going to be pretty good this year actually. And, but if you go back and you look at that early schedule, their first two wins were by, were by like, like three points, two and three points. And so if they didn't have that, then all of a sudden they start the season and they're Owen, they're Owen six and things look a little bit less bright there. And then maybe this, fall apart starts to happen a little bit earlier because I think one of the reasons you saw so many close games is because guys kept playing their ass off and that's not to say that I mean they certainly didn't tonight but that's not to say that they like wouldn't have necessarily continued that a little longer but it's a lot easier when you're staying in games and when you're close in games and then all of a sudden you hit a tough point in the schedule and no matter how hard you play you get blown out and then maybe you start bad we're going to lose anyway I need to save my energy for offense to go score like this stuff happens with young teams and I think that we're starting to see that a little bit with the Lakers that last part especially is really worth pointing out so I just give my I just gave my reason for optimism and it was kind of I will admit it was kind of a dark reason for optimism basically things can't get much worse uh Harrison your voice (laughs) you're doing that voice with like the anonymous scout voice you could, I, I went through that whole monologue and you didn't tell me? Well, it's funny. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> we do nothing. Am I, back? Am I back to normal? Yeah, yeah, it's better. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, really glad that you told me before I went through that whole thing. Uh, sometimes I, I'm uh, going behind the curtain here. Uh, when I go to home to see my parents, sometimes I use like a more portable mic than my Blue Yeti one. And it has something messed up with the cord. And so, uh, you know, like sometimes it pops out and makes weird noises. I found I found the whole thing really funny. And we just had an anonymous person out here talking about <laughs> waking up in a gutter with throw up all over themselves. Wait, whoever that was. That was <laughs> all right. So to, to, to get this thing back on the tracks. But the other thing you you mentioned how young teams when the going gets kind of tough they revert back to things that got them to this place in the first in, in, in the first place right is is they they're either scorers or they are super athletic and and they do the kinds of things that put them in the NBA in in the first place and and the other thing too to keep in mind here is with guys like Julius Randle with guys like Jordan Clarkson Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Brooke Lopez, and, and all of these. I mean, you could almost go throughout the roster. And I can't imagine very many people outside of, say, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Kyle Kuzma. Outside of those guys, I don't think there's very many guys on this roster who are saying to themselves, oh, yeah, I can comfortably say that I, I have a spot in the Lakers organization beyond this season. Josh Hart, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I, th- I think he's pretty secure given that he was this organization's first round pick. Oh, well, 
No, I mean we're I oh, mean we're picking we're picking nits, but yeah, well, yeah. But like if if the thunder if the thunder called and said, all right, we want we want. Uh, oh, okay. Well, then, yeah, of course. I mean, okay, in that situation, sure. But I, I thought you just meant like in free agency and stuff. Yeah, but but I, I guess but the only three guys who I think feel untouchable at this point are Kyle Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, and Lonzo Ball. And Brooke Lopez. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That 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 guy too for sure. But he hit 174 threes, Anthony. Uh, I don't know if you heard. <laughs> I found it interesting after last night's game that a lot of the guys were talking about selfish play, playing for each other, not playing for each other, doing the kinds of things that win games, and and, and blah 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 blah. And that wasn't a direct quote, by the way. I don't I don't think anybody said blah blah blah. blah yeah, blah, actually, blah. one of them just said he just, he just he was so fed up with the questions about it. He just said he was like, you know, we're trying, but we're no effort. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> quote about trying harder, execution, importance, grit. This is me trying harder in these post <laughs> these post game press conferences. By the way, blah 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 blah. But what it gets back to is is if you have an organization that has so publicly stated its end game here, and that's that they are going to do whatever they possibly can to open up enough max free agent slots to be able to acquire a LeBron or acquire a Paul George or a Boogie or whoever the flavor of the month might be. Well, then those guys who are currently on the roster, especially when the going gets tough and when when the chips kind of get down, they're going to say, well, screw it then. F you guys. I'm not going to play as a team. I'm going to assemble the best stat line that I can possibly assemble. I'm going to score as many points as I can possibly score. Grab rebounds and defensive positioning and hustle plays. All those be damned. I'm going to do whatever gets me paid in this upcoming offseason. And frankly, I can't necessarily blame them. If And, and it's for this reason. If the organization is going to, to make it seem as if they don't give a damn about these players then why should these players give a damn about this organization and somewhat somewhat backing up your theory was this quote from kuzma where he was talking about just kind of what went what went went wrong tonight i'm sorry i can't talk all of a sudden but he just said we really just gave up they took a little lead and we were just being selfish on the floor we didn't compete on defense and they killed us flat out losing by 40 there is no in between the the part where he says we we were just being selfish he's not necessarily absolving himself there but that's an acknowledgement that these guys realize like this is not like a team playing as a team anymore no and and a lot of the things that were making the lakers successful or or helping the Lakers be as successful as they were earlier in the season have gone away. They 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 flat out have gone away and it's been too bad. And I and look we're going to talk a little bit more about this here in a second, but there are very few other places that I can point to than at the very tip top of the organization. Harrison walk me off of the ledge. Why should I why should I have confidence in this front office if their decision making, their public quotes, 
the way that they have gone about assembling this roster and what they hope to do in this upcoming offseason has has arguably led to this current situation? Well, I guess the one thing that I would say is this team was never going to be good and Mm -hmm. like no matter what. And so there's that. And there are there's some promising stuff. They drafted pretty well. The draft class looks pretty good overall, like despite Lonzo shooting. Um, we haven't really seen them dramatically screw up yet. There have been little worrying factors, like the stuff that you're talking about, like the not having any playmaking other than Lonzo Ball on the roster, although there is context there. They did try for guys. Now, the guys that they tried for don't necessarily inspire the most confidence either, being Rose and Rondo and that kind of thing, especially not when they're talking up character. Mm-hmm. But I think like they, they tried to get guys. And they tried to avoid having Tyler Ennis be the primary backup option for when Lonzo's out. And But I would say the main thing that should maybe give you hope is we haven't seen them go to the table in free agency yet. And yes, I know, it's the new plan, the same as the old plan, just with like guys that are more charismatic. But if it works, we won't really be saying that anymore. And if it doesn't, then yes, it's an abject failure. The D'Angelo Russell trade was a disaster, all of that stuff. But... That hasn't happened yet. So it's one of those things where, there's, yes, there's a ton of pressure going on to them in the offseason, but they can still meet it. They haven't they haven't screwed up. They, they haven't failed yet is basically my optimism pep talk. I don't know if that helps. It does not. <laughs> it's like Anthony. If if like let, like let's just say that the pilot of a plane we were on died. I could take the wheel, and technically I wouldn't have crashed yet. And, like, you, you know, you could still have faith. There's a chance I could land us. Yeah, maybe, maybe. It, safely is the important word there. I have as much flying experience as Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka had previous basketball executive experience. And I'm back on the ledge. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, would you agree, though? Like, Because, look— I, Again, and I've said this. I said this on. I was on uh, Mo Doc Hill's uh, Jump Ball podcast the other day, and 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 I said there a lot of the stuff that I'm saying here. And I want to make sure everybody recognizes this because I get called this a lot. I get called a Laker hater a lot, and like a Kobe hater, a Magic hater, what have you. I get called that a lot. I don't like criticizing these guys. I don't. I. It just so happens that they. Your, to your be, Twitter feed would suggest otherwise. Well, they just happen to be really easy to criticize. A lot of the stuff that they do leads directly to fairly easy criticism. I want Magic to be successful. I want Rob Polinka to be successful. I want Luke Walton to be a good coach. I want Lonzo Ball to be the right player that, that, that should have been drafted number two overall this past draft. I want Kyle Kuzma to be for real. I want Brandon Ingram to be for real. I want these things to actually take place because I I have been a Laker fan for going on 30 years now. And unfortunately though, because of the way current situations are, it's hard for me to to feel all that 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 confident in the direction of this organization. And when I see guys like D'Angelo Russell get yanked around and then traded. And then now I see Julius Randle get yanked around and it looks like he's eventually going to be traded. And then I see Jordan Clarkson get rewarded with a, with a contract, 
but never really have a role solidified for himself. And then now he's also going to be traded at, at his probably lowest value or lower than he should have been traded if had had they maybe tried to move him earlier on in the season. All of these things come together and it's just like, man, what are we doing? Are we just are we just here on a treadmill? And it's kind of funny because I was watching Spectrum Sportsnet and and kudos to Spectrum by the way. It's been really cool to listen to honest analysis of this Lakers organization over the last couple of weeks. But James Worthy was saying that we've been waiting we've been waiting for the right combination of players to step up and be consistent in at the very least their effort and that regardless of coach whether it was D'Antoni or Byron or oh man I'm quoting him so I get up <laughs> I, oh, No, I'm quoting oh, him. Yes. I'm quoting yes. him. <laughs> oh man, this is going to be a bad tweet. Oh. <laughs> Your voice is back to being effed up. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> I... What James was saying was that these players and the guys who are, are tasked with putting these these rosters together that the only consistent uh, the only thing consistent about these 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 guys and these various teams over the last five years has been inconsistency. Whether it's offensive, defensive effort, at no point has has the Lakers over the last five years or so looked like a team that was going in any kind of direction. And we've reached that point this season, and we're about halfway through it, where. Man, unless Lonzo Ball comes back and lights the world on fire and everybody falls back into the exact same roles and starts doing the exact same things that helped them be successful in the first place, that once again, the Lakers are going to or could potentially finish another season fairly rudderless. I, I can't even blame fans. Like I, I, like to, I like to needle Golden State fans and say that you guys are hiding your Kobe jerseys and your your Shaq jerseys and your Pow jerseys and you turn those in or or you you've put those away so that you can root for the Warriors. I can't even start to blame some fans for jumping off of the ship here because it it, it at some point man you got to put up or shut up and this organization has 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 not put up. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's not just fans, it's free agents that you couldn't really blame for not wanting to jump onto this ship because mm-hmm. it looks like it's all on fire and also sinking while they fire cannonballs at their own deck and then say, no, 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 it's going to be fine. We're just clearing space for this amazing like new flooring and sail and like crew that we're going to bring in. And it's just like, but it, it's like they're yelling this from this like abject disaster and trying to get LeBron James and Paul George to jump off of their yachts and be like, Hey, no, 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 just join it. Like you can fix this. Uh, speaking of Paul George, that was maybe, that was maybe my best analogy ever. I just like, I want to take a second to acknowledge that. It was also great because it was a perfect segue into the stuff that we were going to talk about uh, on the back end of the show. And that's Paul George coming to Los Angeles and, and being welcomed the way that he was welcomed Although per multiple reports, either from Eric Pincus or from uh, Pete Zayas of Laker Film Room, apparently Laker fans were rooting a little louder for Russell Westbrook than Paul George. You guys had one effing job. <laughs> like, it's it's Anthony. It's almost like that segue was intentional so that we could get to that. It was perfect. And, it was a good job. It was a good job. And so I was just 
going to like just let it go because I'm a professional. But I, I appreciate you shouting out my Well, my it's, it's really rare that, A, you make it to the show and, B, you're productive when you're here. But okay, let's go ahead. Um, all right. Paul George <laughs> was talking about the ovation that he received, and he, he said it was awesome for one. Just being home, being in front of friends, family, and the respect, and the respect, the love, the recruitment, it was awesome to get that love and energy. Paul George liked being recruited. I guess he liked the guy that uh, – shout out to the anonymous – to the hero that wore a custom Paul George Lakers jersey and sat right next to his parents and agent. That is – unbelievable and we mm-hmm. salute your heroism yep. uh and then later paul george went on to say uh about the lakers young cores the best thing is they have young guys that are potentially going to be big names in this league they've just got to keep working and fine-tuning themselves they've got good young talent so paul george basically just said he wants to be a laker in my opinion okay the other thing that the other definitely did being 100% facetious that like this is what everybody says this about the young guys it doesn't mean that they want to join the team he was also asked, he, he mentioned Lonzo Ball not being in there, having something to do with how the game played out, apparently, per Shahan Ahmed oh. uh, of, of MD, NBCLA. Uh, that also is, is kind of funny. Like, all right. Jokes aside, facetiousness aside, conspiracy theorists aside, I think it's kind of funny that Paul George being a member of the team that just whooped on the Lakers to a to a 40 piece to the tune of a 40 piece is sitting there explaining why that team just got their butts kicked to that aforementioned 40 piece that's pretty incredible man they're they're going to be fine guys they just didn't have Lonzo okay like like when Lonzo and LeBron are out there it's going and I'm out there it's going to be fine <laughs> Your voice once again went to the anonymous thing, which makes uh, it seem it's, okay. You know what? This mic's just not going to work. I'm going with it. Anonymous Harrison, the rest of the show. <laughs> well, I was going to say we could act as if you're Paul George being on the show uh, to to explain these things away. So, Paul, while we have you here, uh, what happened tonight? Did, what did you see from from this young Los Angeles Lakers team? Uh, that you share the court with out there at Staples Center with your parents sitting courtside. That had to be kind of exciting. It was really exciting for me, Anthony, and I appreciate you having me on. And I appreciate Harrison being the professional journalist that he is not trying to make himself the story and lending me his voice changer so that I can talk. And I, I think I think the thing that you have to take into account is that I what I really appreciated personally was that the young Lakers, they showed me how they would let me play next year. They got out of my way, and they let me get my buckets. And I just, I really appreciated that. And so, like, Los Angeles seems like a nice destination. There has been a lot of talk recently about your conversations with Brian Shaw and fishing. So I honestly, I, I this is kind of a, a out-of-left-field question, but does Brian Shaw rap to you while you guys try to fish? What's weird is he doesn't rap to me. He actually battle raps with the fishes as they're flopping <laughs> to death on the deck, and he trash talks them. It's a little psychotic, but, you know, <laughs> he's the one who knew Kobe. So I just assume that that's probably, like, Mamba mentality. That is that is some Mamba mentality. I, I believe there was an excerpt from, from Brian, Brian Shaw regarding... Kobe he he told me about that one time that he caught a fit he caught a shark and Kobe texted him well why didn't you kill it it deserves to die you caught it 
And it was at that point that I knew that I was not going to take Kobe up on his workouts in the woods. <laughs> Probably for the best. So, Paul George, where would you put the likelihood that you eventually make your way to the Los Angeles Lakers? If you had to, if you had to guesstimate on a percentage, where would you put it? You know, it's hard to put odds on anything, right? Because I got to play out the whole season. But I'd say somewhere between 120 and 150% odds that I end up in a Lakers jersey next season. Good to know. Good to know. So you heard it here, folks. Uh, for the first time ever, Paul George just admitted that not only will he be a Laker, but he'll be a Laker for one and a half times longer than anybody really for, foresaw. So that's pretty wait. Cool. Is this tampering? Oh no! Is this tampering? I didn't get caught again, did I? No, 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 uh, no. no. You, man. you don't, you don't get caught tampering. It's the Lakers who have to worry about it. And this has, oh man, this has Lakers in the podcast. You know? Oh, um, you, can you change the podcast name so that I can still come? Yeah, yeah. I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Okay, thank this you. This is the Locked On Lukers, uh, named after the the current head coach. So that's kind of cool. The flawless head coach. Love Luke Walton, Anthony. Love him. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and let you go now, Paul. Uh, thank you very much for joining. This was a lot of fun. And uh, we can't wait till you can come on without a voice changer, hopefully next year. How's that sound? It sounds pretty great, Anthony. <laughs> All right. Remember, 150% chance. <laughs> We're going to get out of here. <laughs> We're going to get out of here because this show completely derailed thanks to a microphone that serves as a voice changer as well. Uh, we are going to be back at it again. Multi-talented, just like the Lakers, Anthony. Young <laughs> Lakers. I'm I'm not leaving. This is the closest I've gotten to being a Laker ever is being on the Locked on Lakers podcast. <laughs> Paul, Paul, you got you to gotta stop. You got to stop. You're going to get the Lakers in trouble. You aren't going to be allowed to stop. So excited. <laughs> Have a good one, everybody. Visit mybookie.ag.